Today on the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad Podcast, episode number 125. I'm going to talk with Dr. Robert Saul. Dr. Robert Saul is a practicing pediatrician for over 44 years and off of the book, Conscious Parenting, Using the Parental Awareness Threshold. It's a different type of parenting, but a very interesting perspective. In this episode, we're going to talk about how it benefits both the parent and the child. Next on the podcast, let's do this. Welcome to the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad Podcast, a podcast about a journey of discovery and conversations about not sitting on the sideline of life. Let's get involved. Here's host Joe Foley. Hey, welcome to the podcast. My name is Joe Foley, and I really want to thank you for being here. I know as I'm a parent, you know, a father, mother, we're busy. You've taken time to listen in between you're doing things and taking care of the kids or working out at the gym or going for a walk with the dog. I really do appreciate you. So you, you choosing, mean, choosing to listen to me means a lot. And if it's your first time, welcome. I am on a journey of discovery, just like you trying to figure this stuff out. You know, it's funny, being this age, I think I've talked about this before, but is thinking you know everything. And there's different ways of doing things. And you realize, maybe I can change a little bit. That's why that's what a journey discovery means to me is, I'm still trying to figure out this whole parenting thing. It's, it's been fun. It's been mm, aggravating, been scary. It's been, wow, well, realize I didn't know everything. <laughs> it's a fun, it's been a fun journey of discovery. Hey, I got a, I got a favor for you. Oh, a favor for me from you actually is if you like this podcast, share it with a friend, share it. Or if you listen to this podcast, hit the share button and share on your social media to get the word out about the podcast. I really appreciate it because more people listen. It just gets more of the message out and uh, I would really appreciate it. Next up, my interview with Dr. Robert Saul, author of the book, Conscious Parenting. See, I said the word right, conscious. In the beginning of this interview, I say it conscientious, but it's conscious parenting. We talk about the importance of parenting and good citizenship and community and all the parts that go together to make, you know, a better experience as a parent and the child. It's interesting, different ways and different types of parenting. It fascinates me. Well, Dr. Rob said one thing that really stood out to me, and we'll discuss it during the interview, and you'll hear more about it, is forgiveness. And how important that is, especially when, you know, somebody's passing away or somebody's sick and, and try to make amends and forgive. It can be hard. I, I understand that because I need a few people I need to forgive myself. So I'm still working on that. It's a challenge. And um, forgiveness is a big deal. Dr. Saul shared a lot of great information about conscious parenting and forgiveness. So let's jump right in. Welcome to the podcast, Bob. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. Well, <laughs> thank you much for being. I really do appreciate it. The one thing we're going to talk about today is conscientious parenting. There's so many different parentings, parent parenting com ideas like tiger parenting, helicopter parenting. What is conscientious parenting? It's let me say, let me correct you a little bit. It's conscious. Conscious. Okay, uh, I, I, it's okay. I said it wrong <laughs> uh, because there is there is a difference between conscious and conscientious. Uh, so I would like 
people to do both. Uh, <laughs> conscious conscious parenting, I mean, means being aware of where you are in the relationship with your child, listening and being open to what what's happening uh, with that. Uh, and if I could give you a little background in terms of because of my career, sort of how I got to that whole uh, got that, that whole concept. Uh, I was about 14 years into my into my pediatric career when I heard 12 words that made a profound impact on me. For anything that happens in the community, I am the problem. I am the solution. I am the resource, which means that it's not their problem. It's my problem. I need to be a part of any solution, need to be a part of anything that's going on in my community. Um, so I need to be recognized, take ownership in the problem. I need to be part of the solution. To do that, I need to devote part of my resources to that. So I started writing a series of articles what each of us could do to improve our community um, because that's what citizenship is all about. That's what parenting is all, is all about and came up with what I called five steps to community improvement. Learn to be the best parent you could be, get involved, stay involved, the one that's the most intuitive, but we don't do well in our society right now is love for others. Uh, and then the most difficult forgiveness um, and turn those into a book uh, about uh, titled my children's children, raising young citizens in the age of Columbine. Um, what happened to me was sort of those 12 words made a big difference. The epiphany for me was Columbine. Mm -hmm. Two kids go into a high school, murder 13 people, and then kill themselves. Could that happen in my community? Yes. What have I done to make a difference? Not enough. So I've sort of been on this journey to sort of look at parenting as to how to improve it, but also citizenship and how to improve our communities as intertwined, not just parenting as a, as a unique uh, experience. How I got to conscious parenting was I was in a uh, leadership program that was called Conscious Leadership. Mm -hmm. And they talked about uh, there was a line. And when you're above the line, you were open, you were receptive, you're ready to learn. When you're below the line, you were closed, you were defensive, and you're always right. And the prime example for that is you're in a three o'clock meeting and you're going, oh, gosh, this is the most boring meeting I've ever been in. When's this thing going to be over? And you're below the line. That's okay, so long as you recognize it. And if you recognize it, then you might be able to make a change. To me, that line is the same thing for parenting. Um, it's it, the, uh, you know, you can just yell at your child and say, because I said so. Or you can try to listen and be receptive and understand the situation, the developmental stage of the child, and where you are personally at the time. Well, it's funny that you say that too. I'm, I was thinking about that. Is I use that word and, and try to understand, like, because my son asked me a question, or oh, why can't I do that? Because I said so. But I, I'm like, really, why? I I want to give an explanation. And say, listen, these are the reasons why you can't do this. But sometimes as a parent, though, you're like in the middle of the, the heat of the heat of the moment. You're like, because I said so. Well. Well, that, I mean, we've all been there yeah. uh, and, and we will continue to be there. Uh, but the point is, I think is conscious parenting to me is two things. It's being conscious in the moment and then conscious in retrospect. In the moment, you might screw up. <laughs> we, uh, and because I think sort of along with the, using the, what I call the parental awareness threshold, which is that line 
that I talk about. For anything that happens, especially if it's a what you and I might think is a confrontation or what looks to be leading to a confrontation, I think it's important for us to pause, assess, and then choose our response. Our response might be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, but the point is, in the moment, if it was wrong, I would hope in retrospect, we could think about how we could have changed that going forward. Well, the thing is, the funny thing you say that too, you wrote a blog post about parenting and map parenting and, and it was like, I think mapping or map and right. parenting. There's no, there's no really guide to it. It was no, like, um, that's why I think of parenting. There's so many books out there. There's so many things written about parenting and sometimes you just got to do it and figure it out as you go. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that quote is from, uh, the, the, uh, play Dear Evan Hansen. Uh, does anybody map? I don't, does anybody have a map? I don't know if you could, you can tell, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Uh, and, uh, and so it's, you know, you, yes, you can read books and, you know, I've been, do, been providing parental advice for almost a half a century, uh, as a pediatrician. Uh, and so I realized in retrospect that some of my advice early in my career was really wanting, uh, compared to where I am now. Part of that was because I wasn't a parent initially. <laughs> uh, and uh, when you become a parent, it becomes so much more difficult because there's so many things. I mean, I'm sure this happened to you, too, when you were growing up and a young adult and you, and you look back at what your parents did or what other people did. You go, oh, I will never do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> those words come back and bite you in the rear end. I mean, because you're just uh, it's. Uh, it's so totally different when you're in the situation. Conscious parent, conscious parenting is that awareness of where you are. Well, I, I can remember that too. Before I had my son, me and his mom, they were like, we're watching other people and you know, we're being judgmental and we shouldn't be because we were, we were in the situation. But now when we had, we had our son, it was, um, yeah, we'd understand now <laughs> you can't. Well, conscious parent. If so that's what, to me, what conscious parenting is about understanding some of it's the it, uh, understanding the, the dynamics. Um, and I give in the book, I give examples sort of from, from infancy to teenage years. Um, you know, at that one-year-old who's sitting in the high chair throwing peas on the floor uh, and dad comes home. And I don't mean to be this as a sexist role that dad comes home and mom's home, but I'm just using this as an example. Dad comes home and thinks how cute that is. Mom <laughs> is at the end of her, mom is at the end of her wits. The, the five-year-old's been giving her fits all day. The, the, you know, this cute baby is throwing peas on the floor and she's going to have to clean up this mess. And she things have not gone well all day. Everyone has a different situation in any, in any different circumstance. So we have to be very cognizant of that and to, conscious not only of the child, so where the child is, but of our own situation. I'll give you a brief example, and this isn't meant to pat me on the back, but it's a situation I clearly remember. My son was, I don't know, seven or eight, and <laughs> did something I didn't did didn't like, didn't, uh, and I yelled at him. He just turned into a puddle, um, and then my wife was mad at me for yelling at him, and so we went into that family meltdown mode where nobody talked for two hours. Uh, I'm sure no other families have had that. But no. <laughs> Um, and then th- things finally calmed down and it was time to put him to bed. And I remember laying down with him and I said, son, I'm so sorry about what happened. You did something I didn't think was right, but my response was totally wrong. And I really want to apologize. I hope you can forgive me. Um, 
And because I hope we can move on and, and, and do better. He said, Dad, would you be quiet? I said, why? He said, he said, I hate it when you're nice. Uh, so, so I'd like to think that I was practicing conscious parenting before I even knew what uh, I had delineated the paradigm for conscious parenting. It's just, it's interesting too, is um, about that stuff. Like I've, I've yelled at my son and realized, and I, and, and I feel bad because I know as a kid, when I, when I'm like, one of my parents were yelling at me and I felt really terrible about it. And, and, um, and I think it's important that sometimes they need an explanation why you yelled at them, why, why you're upset, because in the heat of the moment, you just get upset and you just want to, you just aggravated and frustrated. And then, um, you feel guilty after as a parent, I feel guilty after I'm like, Oh man, I could have done a little better than that because I don't want him to look at me as, as mean ogre. And I want him to like, you know, this is why I'm at you. This is what you did wrong. And please don't do it again. And this is the reason what will happen if you do it again. Well, you know, children model behaviors. Mm-hmm. So if if the, the behavior is for a parent to fly off the handle when they're upset, uh, the child will model that behavior later. Uh, much like why I think corporal punishment is wrong. Um, hitting a child. Uh, the only reason you hit a child is because you're angry. You might be angry at their behavior, but you're also angry. And it, to me, it shows that the 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 child is will see that as their ability to strike out later, because when you're angry, that's what's acceptable within my family. Um, but let me let me get back to one of the other things about conscious parenting is because I think it's so important that we look at two things in conscious parenting. Um, one is happiness. Um, one of the, I remember when my parents divorced, my mother said, Bob, all I want you to do is be happy. Um, and you know, that could easily translate into me just pursuing what made me happy. Mm-hmm. As I've been on this introspective journey for the last almost, uh, 20 plus years, uh, I realized to me, happiness is being a good citizen. If I'm a good citizen, if I care for others, if I care about others, if I am empathize and if I want to have help people in my community, that's more likely to lead to happiness than just my own selfish uh, well-being. Oh, I was wondering, too, how can like being a um, happy, a better citizen, how can some people do that? What are some ways that people can do that? Well, I think, you know, again, those 12 words to me make a world of difference. Mm-hmm. I am the problem. I am the solution. I am the resource. Recognize that for anything that's going on in the community, it, there's, you need to take a personal ownership in the issue. So if things aren't going well in a certain segment of our community, get involved. Be a part of the solution. Uh, devote your resources to it. Stay involved. Uh, practice love for others uh, and exercise forgiveness. I think that's crucial. Uh, forgiveness is a is it to me is a learned skill that evolves over time. When I say that, when when your eight year old uh, says something that upsets you, uh, and uh, you say, you know, tell me you're sorry, uh, and if he or she if he apologizes, that's a form of forgiveness. Uh, but that's a different response than someone uses in. Uh, at, tw- at age 20 or 30 or 70. Uh, so I think the, the level of forgiveness changes over time. Uh, so we need to practice personal forgiveness. And in the words of Maury Schwartz, uh, who was immortalized in a book called Tuesdays with Morty, 
Maury, forgive yourself first for what you're thinking and then forgive others and do it now. And the other, the other thing I think is important is what I call communal forgiveness or social forgiveness. Um, we, part of us needs to be sure we are doing what we need to do to understand what's happened to certain segments of our community. A prime example is the uh, uh, American Medical Association used to not allow black physicians in, the, uh, in its membership. Mm-hmm. Uh, about 15 years ago, it recognized how horrific this was and printed a, uh, an, a group apology. Now, they could have argued, I didn't do it. You mm-hmm. know, it was those people in the past. It wasn't me, but it was us. And if it, we need to take responsibility for that so we can move forward, because that helps us set our moral co- reset, our moral compass going forward. Uh, so personal response, personal forgiveness and social forgiveness, I think, are a real part of this whole parenting journey. Well, you mentioned about forgiveness, too. And I know you have a little bit of a journey yourself in forgiveness through the past in your life. What what are some things that you can give an advice on somebody giving forgiveness? Um, expect pain. <laughs> uh, um, the uh, uh, My father was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and my parents divorced, uh, because of that when I was young and there were good times and there were some very bad times. Uh, there's a time when I actually was close to not surviving when my brother and I were in a car with him driving, going at somebody else on a rural country, country road. Um, so after I became an adult, um, and I realized how indeed horrific the situation was, I don't think I knew it at the time and he passed away early, it would have been easy for me just to forgive him. But it's been difficult. Uh, It's been difficult, even though I said, forgive yourself. In that way, I have to forgive myself (laughs) for for what I've the the things I've been harboring before I can really forgive him. And there'll be ups and downs in this journey, much like there's probably a forgiveness threshold. Times when you're open, you're receptive, you're ready to really forgive. And other times when Oh, I just can't do it. Uh, I th- I also think back to the uh, movie, recent movie with uh, uh, "It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood" with Tom Hanks about uh, uh, Mr. Rogers, mm-hmm. uh, the reporter, the sort of jaundiced reporter that was interviewing Mr. Rogers because he didn't think anybody could be that nice. Uh, <laughs> was uh, was dealing with his own issues with his his father who wasn't there. And Mr. Rogers said, you, you know, you just have to take what was the good aspects of things um, and then just uh, amplify them and just work through the others. Um, so it's I think you just it's a so to answer your question specifically, part of it is expect a little pain, maybe some guilt, but a willingness to continue that journey, not just shut it off. I mean, there, you know, the people say, you know, forgive and forget. Mm-hmm. Um I, th- I think you can uh, forgive, uh, but in some ways you can't forget. Uh, because, if, you know, if somebody really harmed you, you might be, you hopefully you'll be able to forgive them at some point. Uh, but you need to remember that so you won't put yourself in the same situation later. Well, sometimes it's hard too. I think people have um, hatred, anger, and they try to get past them forward, that, past that anger to forgive somebody. It's not easy. Oh, absolutely. And I think 
I think through some of the really significant things, because uh, I've r read a lot about forgiveness. I think about the genocide in Rwanda, where almost or over half a million people were slaughtered, uh, wow. and the uh, that was in 1994. Uh, one sect. Uh, slaughtered the other sect. Um, and then uh, they had this sort of reconciliation conference to try to bring people back together because they couldn't keep all these people incarcerated forever. So try to help these people whose families were severely harmed, their members were killed to get back with the people who did the killing. Very difficult process. And the same, the same thing within South Africa with the Truth, Truth and Reconciliation Commission you know, forgiveness there. It's a, it's a difficult and painful process. And I think there's ups and downs in it. Well, it was interesting too. I was wanting to ask a question about the, you wrote a book about Columbine, right? It, yeah. And it was interesting too, as like, when you were talking about earlier about, um, parenting, punishing, like, you know, like my son, I, I don't hit my son out of anger. I will never spank him. I don't believe in spanking because I think hitting breeds hitting. I think right. if anger, if I, if I'm angry, I'm going to hurt him. If I hit him, that's why I don't do that. But right. I think corporal punishment, I think, and I was wondering if you can like, talk more about that. Well, I mean, the, there's significant evidence that those children that to my mind are the unfortunate receivers of corporal punishment are more likely to do the same when they grow up. Um, and the argument oftentimes here is, well, my father gave me a good whipping. Uh, and I understood from then on what was going on. Well, the problem is a lot of people can't filter that very well. Uh, and so, again, if you're more, if you're hit when you're a child, if you strike out when you're angry, uh, if you you know, then you're more likely to do that when you become an adult. The the great example I've read is not everyone that smokes gets lung cancer, mm -hmm. uh, but if you do it significantly increases your risk. So not everyone that receives corporal punishment becomes a beater mm -hmm. when they grow up, but it significantly increases your risk. And the science is behind that. Well, it's interesting. I just, I, I cause I, I just really appreciate that because I always, when I, when I'm angry, he gets me frustrated. I would think of a second, take a pause, breathe, think of my course of action and don't react because I think the reaction sometimes is the worst thing. Oh yeah, and it, that's that's a greatly one of the examples in the book is a mother picks up a child from school, goes through the drive-in because the child's thirsty, gets the drink, hands it to the back seat, says, "Now don't spill this." Well, two blocks down the road, mom, my drink's <laughs> you know knocked over. You know, mom pulls over, starts yelling, uh, and then realizes that the reason the drink got knocked over was because when she took that curve too quickly, the book bag knocked the drink over. So, and that's, that's a contrived example, but the point of that is it's important to pause. As you said, mm -hmm. it's important to assess indeed what happened and then choose. Uh, and again, if you pause, assess, and then still choose to fly off the handle. <laughs> uh, hopefully you'll realize after the fact that that was, maybe you could have done that differently. Yeah. It's interesting though. It's just the fact that it, it, it scares, it scares them. I mean, I had another example too, a recently while when my son was using the bathroom, using the restroom and he clogged the toilet 
all of a sudden to dad, I need your help. I run in there quickly and the water's overflowing, going right across. And I'm yelling, get the paper, get the towels, get the towels. And he thought he was angry at me. And later yeah. on in the day, he was very timid for me because I, but I wasn't angry at him, but I was angry at the situation. I was just trying to get to deal with the situation in front of me. But I noticed that he was very timid after too, of the way I reacted. Well, and children are very concrete thinkers. Uh, oh. And it's because, so any, any anger in the moment is it, they oftentimes feel is directed at them instead of the situation. So, I mean, we can still be really angry and upset because the toilet's overflowing. Um, mm -hmm. And, but then, like you said, recognizing the situation saying, son, you know, you might've interpreted my, my yelling and screaming for action at the time as being directed at you. No, I just wanted to protect the floor or, you know, or I just wanted to protect whatever. So we had less of a mess. So that was not you. Uh, that was just me reacting to a situation that needed emergent action. It just, it was just like, I just noticed the difference later on in the day. He was more like timid and like, I'm, I didn't, I didn't strike out or anything like that. I just, I was more focused, like boom, task one, task two, let's go. And, uh, but my tone of voice and I realized my tone of voice is very loud. And, um, and I was using like, I'm just being very loud and direct. And sometimes that could be, like you said, interpreted the way it's interpreted. Well, it's funny too. Um, I really dug that book Tuesday with Maury. I, I really do like that book about the whole story about forgiveness and um, how he was, how he was sick and stuff like that. And um, I like his, I love his philosophy and his ideas in that book. It's simple. I, I think it's interesting. And I did see that movie with Mr. Rogers. I always thought that anything mentionable is manageable. I liked about feelings. Yes. Yes, I, I agree. And I, I'm glad you remembered that. Cause I, I try to keep remembering that, that, <laughs> that quote, uh, cause it really is, uh, really makes a world of difference. And it gets back to what you were talking about. How did I forgive my father? Uh, you know, it's anything that's, uh, that I need to continue to work through because it is manageable. Well, it's true. And I mean, like my mom, like my mom passed away and I forgive her. I, it's still hard to forgive her all the stuff she did, <laughs> but it's hard because they're not here. And, and and try to try to talk to people now while they're here and try to forgive them while they're here, because it's hotter when they're not here. Oh yeah. And I, and the, the classic example on Tuesdays with Maury was then why he said, forgive yourself first, forgive others and do it now was because that situation where he had had a tiff with somebody and they didn't speak and that person up and died. Uh, so here there was this unreconciled uh, <laughs> problem. And he just, it was a nagging guilt that just lingered. Uh, so it's, it's tough, but you need to uh, just dig in and move on. Uh, I mean, you know, one of the things with forgiveness is if you don't forgive, basically uh, others are still in control. Uh, in so you need to, uh, you need to, sort of take control of your own life. Uh, and that's, that's, that's the important part. Well, um, wrap it, I'm wrapping up final thoughts. Anyone leave about parenting, about calm, conscious parenting? Um, well, I, again, the, to me, conscious parenting using the parental awareness threshold is, is being aware of where you are, uh, with yourself and with your child. Uh, and the, the goal of all that is you're learning altering your responses, trying to be a good citizen yourself. 
is to raise your child uh, as a good citizen. Uh, recognize and to to do that, you need to be that good example. Uh, doesn't mean you need to do everything in your community. Nobody can't. Uh, doesn't mean you have to be the what you and I think of as a goody two shoes. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you need to be that positive example for your child uh, because we want them to be happy. But I think that's a secondary effect of them caring for and taking care of others. Also, your book. The word they can find your book. Uh, the uh, the primary site is mychildrenschildren.com, which is my website, which mm -hmm. has all of my books. I have the first book, My Children's Children, Raising Young Citizens in the Age of Columbine, an illustrated children's book uh, going over some of those things, a more scientific book, and then the last book, Conscious Parenting. I actually got a chance to look at the, the cover. I don't know if it's a new cover. It had like tools on it and stuff, the, the Conscious Parenting. Yeah, that's an old cover. Well, an old cover. We, I guess we, an old cover. We, we, we redid it. <laughs> but I still, I like the cover. The old cover was really nice too. <laughs> I did. I did too. The publisher had me change it. <laughs> also, if you want to reach out and ask more questions, where can they connect? On my, uh, same thing on my, on my uh, website. Uh, there's a contact page on my website. There's a blog on my website uh, where I uh, list, uh, where I have articles every two to three weeks. They, they're on parenting, they're on social justice, they're on whatever moves me at the time. <laughs> Bob, thank you much for being on the podcast. I really do appreciate, sir. All the links will be in the show notes for this episode. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. It's been my pleasure. Wrapping up this episode, I want to thank Dr. Robert Saul for being a guest on the podcast. You can find more about him over at mychildrenschildrens.com. There's a blog there, some other books he's written, and it's a fascinating uh, read, some of his blogs and stuff like that. You can find all links in this episode over at nosittingonthesideline.com slash 125. Hey, please reach out. If you have a comment, a question, or just want to say hello, hey, I'd love to hear, you know what? I'd love to hear hello. How are things going? Nice to see you. It's, a, it's kind of important. Build community and build relationships. The one thing that really stood out to me is conscious parenting, obviously. But also, too, is forgiveness. Sometimes the hardest thing to do, and you don't realize it. It's something I need to work on. Um, how about you? Let me know. Leave a comment in the, in the uh, comment section of the uh, episode. I'd really hear about, like to hear about it. Well, thank you for listening. Until next time, take care. Give your kids a hug. Tell them much you love them. God bless. Take care. See you.